Hi, we're your hosts, Lorraine Spindler and Lori Subat, and we're commercial real estate brokers with Scout Real Estate in Calgary. And you're listening to Leasing Out Loud. Hi, you're listening to Leasing Out Loud, episode 58, with your hosts, Lori Suba and Lorray Spindler. Welcome back, everybody. Well, Lori. Yes, Miss Lorray. We're going to have a chat about market information. Yes, we were just chatting and we thought it would be a worthwhile podcast episode to talk about how one establishes rental rates, asking rental rates, deal structures that are proposed, whether you're a landlord or a sub-landlord. Yes. How do you decide what that space should be marketed at? Or analyzing a deal right. to look at to say, is this a deal to do or not do? That is the question. So yes, <laughs> with that, let's talk a little bit. So historically, or mm-hmm. it happens right even now, some landlords or owners or sub-landlords will say, okay, I want to see a list of comps to show me, and we're going to talk solely yeah. about leasing right now. So yes. all the people that are going to talk about sales, will get there. But leasing, I want to know what the leasing comps are for you know this particular quadrant and asset class that I'm trying to lease up. So show me all the comps in A-class buildings in the Northeast quadrant, as an example. So yes. they'll ask for that. In the last three to six months three or to something months. like that. Right. In this size range, we want to know the comps that are done. We can know what we should be asking or if we've got a deal on the table, whether we should do it. And so I would caution, it might work for groups, but it also might have some blind spots. It might not give you a true picture of where the deals need to be today, what you need to be thinking about in terms of marketing space today. It's a rear view look. So comps or comparables are deals that have been done in the past And they'll list, you know, what the rental rates were, what the term length was, what sort of inducements were provided. Mm -hmm. One thing that, I mean, it can, different factors can color every deal. So as an example, you could have a tenant that is a captive tenant in a building that just needed a little bit more space and they needed to stay in that building. Are they going to pay a little bit more? Probably. Mm -hmm. Will they have, if they're an existing tenant, will they get all of the inducements that a new entrant to the building would get? Maybe not. Right. You're Um, right. Right. That's very true, Lori. Even looking at comps on a renewal versus new leasing, sometimes thinking in either asset class or thinking in industrial, you might have a manufacturing use that has significant equipment set up where it's costly to move or a dentist a dentist they're not moving so the dentist is going to be paying more money than other medical users other office users within a particular professional office building as an example exactly so there's different factors that come into play for every single deal and so that comp will give you a portion of a picture but it doesn't paint the entire picture necessarily exactly it doesn't factor in all the motivations I know Lorraine and I like to look at the present day, the here and now, when Mm -hmm. determining a pricing strategy. So that is really, you know, put the tenant's hat on for a second. If you are a tenant in the market and you are looking at spaces in the three to 5,000 square foot range in a particular quadrant or particular asset class, what options does that tenant have to go to? And what does the pricing look like for those respective offerings? Exactly. You're looking at what are your competitors, what Asking. do they have to offer right. to a tenant that's 
out in the market mm-hmm. and where are they at with their asks, their leasing packages. And this goes for either market conditions, right? right. In an office market right now, mm-hmm. tenants market. Right. In an industrial market, it's a landlord's market. This is an important exercise. And you and I are a fan of this approach mm-hmm. because you are really looking at where your competitors are and then you can look at and say, what's a good deal to do? Mm-hmm. And whether that's, you know, is this a good rent? Let's take it. Or is it, right. you know what? In the industrial market, it's a very strong market. So it's right. like, do you want to push a bit more? If it's an office, do you want to take a bit less? Mm-hmm. And this approach as well, and we help clients with this, mm-hmm. right? All the time. Yes. We're looking at other buildings and helping them understand and feel confident mm-hmm. in the deal that they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And it's really important because you look at, say, quarterly reports, right? right? That often take very broad averages. Right. It's the 30,000 foot view, yes. but it doesn't get down into the trenches. Like, yes. where are we actually doing deals? Where are we operating? When you're looking at the high level view, don't assume that that high level number is going to necessarily apply to your particular asset. No. Right? It no. just, you have to understand where you're at. And when we look at, you know, do you look at comps to establish what a leasing package should look like? Or do you look at asking rates and other deal structures? It's sort of like, I'm going to use a really silly example, but it's like buying apples. Okay. So <laughs> if you want to buy a bag of apples, the bag of apples that you're going to buy, I have choices. I could go to co-op. I could go to Safeway. Right. I could go to Save-On for the apples. Right. Right. I care not about what the apple sold for three months ago. I care right. about what it sells for today right. and where is the most aggressively priced place to source these apples. So yes. that is why we look at it this way versus backward looking at lease comps is just understanding the market conditions in which you're operating and make an educated decision based on the factors that you have at the ready. Absolutely. And Lori, going back to your point about putting a tenant's hat on, mm-hmm. the other trouble with trying to use broad averages mm-hmm. is a tenant in the market, either asset class that we work in, right? Yeah. They might be a particular size range, mm-hmm. but you can't paint them with a broad brush. No, that's true. Each one of them has a different requirement. It might be location, mm-hmm. quadrant in the city, mm-hmm. close to certain amenities. Mm-hmm. They might have specific accessibility requirements. They might have specific parking requirements. There's all sorts of nuances and requirements. Mm-hmm. So a tenant is not looking at the market in a broad way. No. So in that way, it's very deal and tenant specific. Yes. So you need to look at that particular space in that particular building mm-hmm. and what that tenant is looking at mm-hmm. to win the day. Totally. And you also have to factor in, Larray, the gross rent basis. So talking about what does a tenant look for in the market? I think landlords and sub-landlords have to understand that tenants look at their overall monthly or annual obligation on a gross rent basis. So it's really easy to say, geez, I want $15 for my space. That's what the going rate should be. Right. What are your operating costs? 
what is the total gross obligation and how does that compare to your competitive set, your competitors in the market? Yes. Understand the total offering. So if you have a lower operating cost building and you might offer free parking as an example, relative to your competitors, maybe you can push the net rents up a little bit. Right. But you have to make sure you're in that window. But if your operating costs are high for a variety of reasons, whether it's property tax or you've had significant replacement costs that are now amortized in, all sorts of reasons, but you could be at a competitive disadvantage. There's a threshold of net rent that that you you will be able to achieve. So I hope that helps. I know we talk a Mm -hmm. lot about understanding from a tenant's perspective what they need to be thinking about in order to strategically win the day. And I would argue there are things that landlords and sub-landlords can do to strategically win the day as well around yes. you know pricing and managing and creating a competitive deal structure that will ultimately allow them to be successful. Hopefully this is helpful. Yes. And the market changes. Every day. Every day. And I think that's a very common theme these days. So it's so important to revisit this and have current market knowledge to be able to lean on. Because I think in that way, the speed of change that we're experiencing and you know, a bit of instability, yep. I think that's just the new norm. I think so too. Right? It just, yeah. So it's important. It's important to look at present day exactly. and exactly what you're up against. Smart. Okay. Well, with that, we will wrap this episode of Leasing Out Loud. I hope you've found that helpful. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Join us for our next episode where we'll talk about the latest and greatest in commercial real estate. Lori and I are easy to find. Scoutrealestate.ca. We're on LinkedIn. Lori Suba, Lorraine Spindler. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review. Mm-hmm. And if you have any suggestions of topics you'd like us to cover, we'd love to hear from you. Awesome. With that, have a wonderful week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.